0: Welcome to the Woodland Sermon Podcast. My name is Thane. I'm the Woodland Online Campus Pastor here, and I'm joined today by Pastor Steve Norman. Good morning, Pastor Steve.
1: Thane, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, thanks for coming down this weekend, man. It was uh, really appreciate you coming down and bringing a word. And I think the title of your sermon this week, it was Hurry Up and Wait. Yeah, wasn't that the title? So, uh, I love that. So, Pastor Steve, tell us a little bit about yourself first before we get started.
1: Sure. Yeah, I'm a native Chicagoan, but have been living in Michigan for the last uh, three decades of my life. My wife Kelly and I are married almost 20 years. We've got four kids. Grace is 14, or sorry, Grace is 16. Naomi is 14. Josiah is 12, and Miriam is 10. And then we got a Bernadoodle,
0: uh, Chewy, and he keeps us on our toes as well. There you go. Okay, so you have a doodle too. I do. They're the best. Yeah. So I've got a Samber doodle and golden doodle so I love boodle doodles doodles uh, I love doodles they are great I, I actually never had a pet before until I got married and got this dog and my dog is now 170 pounds
1: yeah ours is just a little guy man he's only 85 okay so. there you go
0: it's a little guy in the doodle world so, exactly oh uh, it's awesome so again uh, the title of your sermon Uh, this week was hurry up and wait. And in your sermon this weekend, you spoke about the story of Joseph and how he dealt with a time of testing. And Joseph wasn't a perfect dude. Not at all. He he had his flaws, um, but he definitely did not deserve the torture, ridicule, and oppression that he had to deal with. Like He went through the ringer. Yeah. And I feel a lot of us can relate to Joseph. I mean, if you look back at 2020 and even early parts of 2021, it's been a doozy. Absolutely. Like our culture has gone gone through a lot. The church has gone through a lot. People have gone through a lot. Um, And a lot of people, if we're honest, may feel like we're in a bit of a pit, whether it's job loss, sickness, frustration, culture, the news, what we see around us. Um, A lot of people can get impatient when they feel like they're in a season of waiting, of being like, okay, when's this going to end? When's this going to end? When we go through seasons like that, when we look at the Bible, how can we walk that out well how do we walk out seasons of waiting and testing well yeah I think think
1: part of the challenge for me at least has been do I have do I have the patience and the humility to to fully lean into that moment rather than trying to accelerate through it Mm -hmm. and I think one of the questions I'm trying to ask and and I think Joseph found a way of asking is I don't want to be here I wouldn't choose to be here but as long as I'm here will you teach me what I need to know when I'm here um, I, I like to joke sometimes that if I don't wanna learn a lesson that God is trying to teach me, he's not afraid <laughs> to send me to summer school yep. and have me learn it again. I, I don't I don't think God is I don't think God is sadistic or vindictive, but I think that God loves us so much that he wants us to stretch and grow. And God will allow us to go into circumstances or he'll actively put us into circumstances where we finally have all of our attention devoted to Him because we just, because all the other distractions have been stripped away from us. Yeah,
0: that's good. Well, it's, it's so cool because when we grow up in Sunday school, a lot of times people, especially American Christians, can have this idea that God only wants good, happy, joy. Like it's just, you, your life is only going to be fruits of the Spirit. And that's not the case. Like, right. God will put you in seasons of testing, but it's to grow your faith. Yeah. And one of the—we did a series back—oh, gosh, it was last summer, I think, called Fake News, and one of the things that we discussed was uh, this concept that God will never give you more than you can handle. Like, that's misquoted all the time. Oh, God's not going to give you more than handle. Yes, He will. It's to build faith and dependence on Him. I love that. Uh, You spoke in your message also about perspective. And you didn't know this coming in, but this has actually been a core— discussion and prayer focus over the last several months here at woodland and also a conversation one uh, on this podcast is this idea of perspective what does it look like to shift your perspective when things are happening in the world around you or it feels like your world is swirling um, how can we develop whether it's disciplines or behaviors that set that into place that's a great question
1: Thane. I, i one of my mentors said to me he goes steve what we think and feel determines what we say and do And so I've, I've realized that a lot of times if I think that I'm backed into a corner, um, God's not aware of what I'm experiencing, and I got to fight my way out. That 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 will lead to a life of a lot of a lot of stress and a lot of tension and a lot of unnecessary striving. Um, I remember back in the day before there was like uh, you know ways or Google Maps. Yeah. If you were in a traffic jam, you're just you're sitting on the you sitting on 94 and you had no reason why you weren't going anywhere. Yeah. And then you'd like inch through it through 20 minutes, and then eventually you'd see that there was a jackknife semi, and you'd be like, oh, okay, now now it all makes sense. And then hopefully you're like, well, I pray that everybody is safe and well and, and was able to walk away from that. But but be, when you couldn't see it, yeah. it was maddening because you didn't know what caused it and you didn't know when it was going to be over. Mm-hmm. And for us to be able to say, okay, God God has a 30,000 foot view of everything that is happening in my life. Mm-hmm. God sees challenges that are around the corner and conversely, God sees blessings that are around the corner. Yeah. So there are some times where you say like, oh, I didn't know that... I didn't know that somebody was going to bang into my car and I was going to be out $500 for my insurance deductible. But I also didn't know that I was going to get a, a stimulus check this week. You know, and so sometimes sometimes you just got to roll with it. And to be able to say, um, does, did God promise to provide for me? Did God promise to care for me? And does the resurrection of Jesus Christ declare, especially, it's a great thought as we're headed into Easter, does Jesus' victory over sin, death, and hell declare that God redeems all things? Mm. Even the darkest moments of our lives, and if the answer of that is yes, then we we can roll out of bed every day with hope, um, even if the challenges are very real. Yeah, that's good.
0: As I was listening to your sermon, I you opened it up kind of talking about how you you went to jail, <laughs> right? And then uh, unpack that. And I I kind of was brought to the uh, the story of Paul and Silas, and sure. like they were in a position in a situation that they didn't necessarily deserve, right? But I'm fa- I was it's one of my favorite favorite Bible stories cuz I'm fascinated with their posture is when they were sitting in the innermost cell at midnight it wasn't pain and sorrow and oh why me it was worship that yeah. came out of them yeah and I love your illustration like you said about the highway is you don't know what's coming or you don't know what God's doing necessarily until sometimes you're there right and through that time obviously a lot of people if you've heard the story they, they began to sing and the, and the chains broke off and the door swung open. But my favorite part of that entire story is that they didn't leave the cell. Right. Like the door was open, the chains were gone. Like they could have ran. and But there was a guard there that said, What is it? What do I have to do to follow this Savior, follow Absolutely. this Lord that you have? Yeah. And if we get so focused on ourselves, we can never see what God's trying to do through our seasons. Because they went through a time of ridicule their name was dirt right like and they were thrown in a dark nasty prison but god used them to save their captor yeah i i find that just incredible
1: no I, I remember growing up at a christian camp when i was little and they talked about the i'm third mentality like jesus is first others are second and i'm third and the apostle paul and they, they could praise God in prison because God was always first. Like, they didn't know that the praise was going to result in their liberation. They were going to praise God anyway. But then even when they were liberated, you're right, they put the spiritual well-being of others before their own comfort and convenience. And I think that sometimes when we feel like we're in a prison or we feel like we're in a pit, our pain wants us to solve for comfort, but love wants us to solve for mission. Mm. And so if my only goal in That's life good. is like how do how do I get out of what's making me uncomfortable, I'm gonna miss out on opportunities to give life and joy and point other people to the transforming power of Jesus Christ. So I think that and again, that goes to perspective. If I can only see my pain I, my peripheral vision is blocked to the redeeming work of God that he is already doing in the lives of people that I might have immediate access to. And if I'm blind to that, not only will that person miss out on the joy that I can give them, but I miss out on the joy of being a vehicle and a vessel for God's uh, gospel that is burning like a hole through the darkness in their lives and in mine.
0: That is so good. I love it. What was that phrase again? Just in case anyone that missed it, The the one about comfort.
1: No. Oh yeah. If I need to, uh, if my only concern is comfort or sorry, if I'm only focused on my own pain, I'm going to solve for comfort. But if my focus is on love, it will always drive me towards mission.
0: That's so good.
1: And, and that's why, that's why we're here.
0: Yeah. Because that, like that is perspective. Like yeah. that wrapped up right there is when you are focused only on yourself, like it, I, that's why during COVID, I can see why depression, and anxiety were at all times high Sure, because we we're isolated and it was, me, 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 get through this day, get through this day, get through this work hardship, whatever it is. Yep. And we became very introspective where that's not how the Bible desi- Like that's how right. God designed us. Right. And, and to go back to
1: your story about Paul, Paul forfeited his rights at the very beginning of that conversation. Like if Paul had played the, I'm a Roman citizen card, yeah. they wouldn't been allowed to beat him, Yep. but he held on to that card because his primary consideration was how do I make sure that the people of Philippi hear the message of Jesus? And he knew that if they beat him wrongly, he would be able to, he had political leverage to back them into a corner later. So when they let him out of jail, they're like, Hey, please leave our city. He's like, no, you're going to issue, a public apology to me, (laughs) not because Paul needed it, because but because he knew that if the magistrates apologized publicly to him, there would be political cover for the jailer, his family, Lydia, and the the demon girl who got delivered from slavery or from oppression to be able to, for their house church to be protected. So Paul's like, I will sacrifice my body so the church in this town can get off the ground when I'm gone. And I think that you're right. In our culture, we're like, oh, what about my safety? What about my rights? What about like my political ideology? And God's like, I wired you to care about those things, but I want those to take the bottom of the list of the most important things. I want your worship of me to be primary, and I want your self-sacrificing love of others to be secondary. And then at the bottom of the list, you can be concerned about your personal rights because that's, that's not the highest priority. Oh, that is gold.
0: <laughs> that is absolute gold. I, because I lo- there's a uh, last last week, Pastor Dan Seaborn talked about meekness. Yeah, and I, a lot of times we mistake meekness for weakness, and yeah. it's not. Like Paul carried a meekness to him. But there is no weakness in Paul. Right. Like he was, he was. I mean, to hold that card close to his chest, like there's kind of a certain like mic drop. Absolutely. Got you yeah, mentality. No like yeah. there's a boldness to that. And I, yeah. I love that. So that is an awesome, awesome illustration. So uh, Pastor Steve, thank you for being here with us this weekend, man. It was such a blessing to have you here at Woodland. And uh, yeah, that's all that we have for today, guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Woodland Sermon Podcast. And we will see you next Monday for another episode.